Late one night in August 1987, in a small town in Vermont, Kelly, a young wife, was finishing her household duties and mopping the floor. She always saves the home's entryway to last. The entryway was always the dirtiest, so she made sure to leave warm water in the mop to make sure the floor was clean. And even though she knew it would take much longer for the floor to dry, she didn't worry because she wasn't expecting her husband home for at least four or five more hours. She had no idea her husband Kevin had left work early and hoped to happily surprise her. Kevin had just pulled up to the house as Kelly put the mop away and headed upstairs. Kevin parked his vehicle locked it, fixed his tie and jacket, and began walking towards his front door when he noticed a pair of eyes. Eyes being reflected by either the moonlight or the dim lights on the front of his house. As he looked closer, he could see it was a small animal. Just as Kevin focused in closer, a black cat emerged from the shadows of the shrubs near his front door. Kevin froze. The cat froze. It was a standoff. Kevin looking at the cat. The cat looking at Kevin. Kevin could see the cat completely now and searched intensely for any sign of another color on the cat. Kevin found none. This cat was jet black. It's yellowish green eyes staring directly into Kevin's. Kevin had always heard the superstition about how black cats can be bad luck, especially if they crossed your path. In the 45 seconds or so while all of this was happening, Kevin did his best to convince himself he didn't believe in that superstitious stuff. Kevin took a step forward. The cat stared. Kevin took another step forward, moving closer to his front door. The cat stared and followed Kevin's movements, almost as if waiting. Kevin at this point became weary, wondering if the cat had rabies or if the superstition could be true. Just a few steps from his front door, Kevin decided to make a dash for the door, figuring he would scare the cat and it would run away. Kevin was correct. As he dashed towards his waiting front door, the black cat made a dash of its own directly across Kevin's path. Kevin felt something, something weird as this happened. He had his keys in his hand the entire time and slid his house key into the front door. He looked in the direction the black cat ran and decided to enter the house fast and close the door quickly to make sure the black cat didn't get into his house. Kevin slid his key into the lock, unlocked the lock, and quickly opened the door. As he turned to close his front door, his necktie got firmly caught in the door as it closed. Simultaneously, he slipped on the wet floor, falling fast and snapping his neck, killing him instantly. His wife heard the noise 
saw him from the landing above and began to scream. You are now listening to Mike's Opinion, Logic Unleashed. Kevin didn't see that coming. I guess that black cat superstition is true. Or is it? We're going to talk more about that and a whole bunch of other superstitions. You are now tuned into the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm glad you're here. And as always, I hope you're doing okay. Are you superstitious? Halloween is just a couple of weeks away. Oh, we're going to talk about all the superstitions, crossing your fingers, Friday the 13th, black cats, and a whole lot more. So get comfortable, of course, not if you're driving or operating machinery of every any kind, because we don't want no accidents, right? We're all about the safety here. I hope you're doing well. So here we go. Buckle up, because the Mike's Opinion Podcast is talking superstitions yeah you know what I'm saying cause that's right superstitions baby superstitions there are superstitions writing on the wall and if you believe in things that you don't understand I won't make you suffer anymore with my singing. That's a song by Stevie Wonder called Superstitions. I'd love to play it, but I don't know. I think I'd probably get in trouble. Copyright, YouTube, and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of the YouTube, support the show, please. Like, share, subscribe, comment, follow. Do all of that on all the socials. It ain't hard to find the Mike's Opinion Podcast everywhere. I would truly appreciate your support. If you've got a few nickels scraping around in your pocket, Throw some chains. GoFundMe is out there in the show notes. PayPal, Cash App, Venmo. If you want to send me a big box of cash, just hit me an email. Shoot me an email. G, uh, Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Again, that's Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Also in the show notes, I will shoot you my address and I will gladly accept it. And it will go back into the show. I need to grow the show. It's been two years and I'm not going to stop. I have no intention on stopping unless, of course, I'm severely injured and not here no more, which I hope that doesn't happen. I try to live a healthy, healthy, healthy life. But you know what? And I I don't like to swear, but I, I need you to understand. I swear to you that three days ago, I broke a mirror. I broke a mirror. Yes. I, hey, I don't know. I don't know. Seven years bad luck? 
Perhaps I'm going to tell you where that superstition came from, where that superstition came from, and a lot of others here on the Mike's Opinion Podcast, where logic is unleashed. And like I said, thank you so much for tuning in. But so every once in a while, I'm like a shower dude, right? But every once in a while, I like to just take it slow and sit in the bathtub, sit back, put a little Epsom salt in there, a little long in the tooth so the Epsom salt, you know, really does well for the skin and the muscles and, and all of that. And then I take this little handheld mirror that's my wife's handheld mirror. And I'd say, you know, get my razors and, you know, my toenail, my, my nail clippers. And I do the whole grooming thing, right? So I finished all that. And when I get out of the tub, as Kramer from Seinfeld said, sitting in a tepid pool of my own filth, I always go take a shower after I take a bath. And some people were like, really? Really? Yes. I take a, a, a relatively quick shower, but I soap up, rinse off, because I'm sitting in my own, like, wet dirt. So, that's what I do. Anyway, after the bath, but before the shower, you know, I put some stuff on the counter. So, the mirror was wet. And this is a little cheap mirror with a plastic handle, you know, you know, the little handheld joints. That I use, you know, while I'm shaving in the, in the tub. So I can see my face. I usually wipe it off. And y'all know I digress. I know some of y'all like, what this got to do with superstitions? I'm telling you, because I broke a mirror. So I usually wipe it off. I decided to shake it. One shake. I didn't do two shakes. And my wife always said, I got man hands. I'm stronger than, you know, I look for sure. I'm strong. I'm very strong. Anyway, and... The handle snapped and it fell in the tub and broke into like 10,000 pieces. It was a pain in the ass cleaning it up because my, my little young son takes baths and, you know, I wanted to make sure that there was no incidents. And I usually clean the tub after I'm finished with it anyway, so I don't leave that ring of dirt around it. So anyway, I broke a mirror. And if any of you have ever broken a mirror, you know how you feel if you've heard of the superstition. I grew up in a mildly superstitious household, having been um, raised by my grandmother. I'll go into those superstitions in, in just a moment, but I'm looking, I'm like, okay, so I cleaned it up, threw most of it in the trash, and scooped, you know, I threw all of it in the trash, basically. But like I said, it was a pain in the ass cleaning it up. But I was like, oh, snap. And that is what made me choose this subject for this episode's subject matter. Because I was like, it's real, man. It's seven years bad luck. But I really wonder, the base of superstitions, are they only effective if you believe them? Right? Are superstitions only effective if you believe them? So, that is the question. According to a search by the world's most popular search engine, I'm not saying no names because I'm not sponsored. Please support the show, please. Superstition is excessively credulous belief in reverence for supernatural beings 
That is the noun version. And an example of that used in the sentences, as a noun, he dismissed the ghost stories as mere superstition. Another definition is a widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation leading to certain consequences of an action or event or a practice based on such a belief. Hmm. Belief. Do you believe in superstitions? <laughs> now, full disclosure. The opening story you heard about Kelly and Kevin was fabricated by me. I wrote that story for this episode because I wanted to have dramatic effect. But don't worry, Kevin's not dead because Kevin never existed. Now, there may be a story out there that's comparable to that, but I thought that was a good way to start the show. Have you ever had a black cat cross your path? And go, dun, 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 in your mind, in your mind, you're like, oh no. You know, but Kelly doesn't exist. Kevin doesn't exist. I wrote that for poetic verse, as they say. I have the liberty to do that. And I thought it would be at least mildly entertaining. But I'm all about full disclosure and truth, living in my truth and being honest. So I wanted to let you know that before we got too far in. So superstitions. Did you grow up with any? Shoot me an email, Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. You can find it in the show notes, Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. I really like to hear from you. If not only did you grow up with superstitions, but if anything happened to you directly correlated with a, a superstition, might as well start out with the black cat. The black cat superstition has been around for a very, very long, long time. And I've actually owned a black cat. And his name was Lucky. I'm not sure if I um, have shared this story. I'll, I'll just tell you real briefly. My uh, first wife and I, many, many, long time ago, decades ago, plural, um, Christmas Eve, have my young daughter. She was like two, maybe three at that time. Christmas Eve, we decided to get a cat. I lived in Florida at the time. We called the pound at like 1140 or something like that, PM. We thought we'd leave a message and pick it up maybe in the morning or, or the day after Christmas. Dude answered the phone at nearly midnight on Christmas Eve. Not only that, he said we could come look at the cats. And I lived in the Panhandle of Florida. This was a relatively small town. I guess one of the advantages of living in a small town. So we went. All black cat. You know, a lot of times they say, you know, your animals will pick you. This animal picked us. So we're interested in this black cat. And the guy says, well, it's a real interesting story. Now, this is, this is not like Kevin and Kelly. This is a true story. This actually happened to me. And he says... This cat has a, you know, a very interesting story. And it was that the mother cat was trying to cross the street and started giving birth in the middle of the street and got hit 
The mother and all the other kittens died except for this one black cat. Hence, we named him Lucky. And I think that's the most appropriate name for that cat. And when I tell you that was the best cat ever, I can't even remember what episode, but there's a lot more to this cat that I could share with you. But I did own a black cat. Um, and I, I'm going to read something about black cats as a companion animals or as companion animals for humans for thousands of years, thousands of years. Cats play all sorts of mythological roles. Um, in ancient Egypt, cats were revered. And today, Americans collectively, just Americans, keep more than 81 million cats as pets. Now, before I go any further, I'm black. Okay. Always will be. Love my blackness. A lot of my people, black people, are not fond of cats. And I have a very good family friend. She damn near family. And, uh, she is the one who had me, or I don't say had me, but prompted me to do the ASMR episode. And if you haven't checked that one out, listen. But she is deathly afraid of cats. Hates cats. Doesn't want to be around them. Freaked out by cats. Doesn't have any recollection of what made her feel this way. But she's not the only one. I know many black people in particular that don't want to have nothing to do with cats. I got a homeboy that is, he'll chill. Like both of my cats recently died as my dog. So for the first time in my life, it's been weeks now that I'm, I'm petless. I grew up into a household of pets. I've had pets my entire life. So it feels weird not having them, but we're taking a little reprieve before we get some new ones. But I remember he came over my crib and my cats were very personable. Like anybody came in out there, jump on you, look at you. Like, who are you? What you doing here? Huh? And actually a cat, I got another interesting cat story that one saved me from, uh, I think a chick that had ill intentions. Anyway, people are kind of shook when it comes to cats. So when it comes to a black cat crossing your path, the superstition most likely arises from very old beliefs in witches. Because a lot of people believed that witches could turn into cats. They called them their animal familiars. And they were often said to take the form of domestic animals like cats. And witches used to be big. I'm probably going to do an episode on witches. I got a lot of research to do there. But that's where the black cat superstition came in. And that was my fault. Um, that's why he's texting me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, so black cats crossing your path is, is a huge superstition for a lot of people. I've had black cats cross my path. This mirror that I recently broke is not the only mirror that I broke. And I choose not to believe in these superstitions. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not very superstitious. But I plan on keep on recording the Mike's Opinion podcast for at least the next seven years. So we'll see what happens. And I'll take you on the journey with me. But send good vibes positive energy my way just in case be greatly appreciated 
Another one is um, well, on animals, a rabbit's foot. Hmm? You ever seen people that have a rabbit's foot for good luck? I used to see people like, you know, I'm born and raised in New York City. And you see, I literally seen everything. I've seen it all. You, you, at least you feel that way anyway. But I've seen people with rabbit's foots on, you know, as pendants, you know, on a chain hanging around their neck. Talismans and amulets, uh, they're time-honored ways of fending off evil, like consider, you know, crosses. A lot of people wear cross or the Jesus piece. Uh, and garlic, supposed to keep away vampires. Rabbit, rabbit's feet and talismans, they may go back to like the Celtic tribes in Britain. Um, they also may arise from hoodoo, which is a form of African folk magic. And also could be associated with Native Americans, European and African tradition. Um, that's about all the research I have on rabbit's foot, but that they'll bring you luck. Speaking of rabbits, as you all know, like I said, born and raised in New York City, but I currently live in a suburb of Dallas. And in the here, out here in the burbs, wildlife is still kicking. Okay. There's crows and hawks. And owls and you know, squirrels, raccoons, bobcats, and rabbits. Little cottontail, little whitetail rabbits everywhere. And I do mean everywhere. They are hopping around right now. Right now. Right outside my house. Front yard and backyard. It's like that. They're everywhere. So... If some shit ever go down, you know, aliens come and hit an EMP. We don't have no electricity. We can't get no food. I'm eating. I'm eating some rabbit. And I can't say for sure that I've ever eaten rabbit. But y'all know some of that texture, that Chinese food. And I ain't got nothing against nobody. I'm not a racist or nothing. But some of that Chinese food, especially like that broccoli beef or, you know, that pepper beef, pepper steak. That texture, that beef is questionable, yo. Is it cat? Is it dog, rabbit, what? I don't know. It ain't any texture of beef that I've ever eaten. I know I digress. I know. But. A lot of people think bad luck comes in threes. That's another superstition. Hmm? Comes from confirmation bias. It's the belief that bad luck comes in threes. You ever hear people, you know, they're talking about death and like it comes in it comes in threes. And I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you heard a change in my voice, but I'm just thinking because I had somebody, um, used to be very close to the family, but he was up there in age and he just died yesterday. And I, I'm just thinking about that. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. Makes me, makes me wonder. And like I said, I'm not superstitious. However, being raised in a superstitious, superstitious, uh, being raised in a superstitious household, it's always in the back of my head, like, you know, what if, possibly, maybe, the, you know, it, it, it could be, it could be, that's, that's the real thing, yeah, so, I know I touched briefly on the mirrors, but the next one I have is, is mirror, you know, according to folklore, breaking a mirror is a surefire way to doom yourself to seven years of bad luck. 
Seemingly, seemingly, the superstition arises from the belief that mirrors don't just reflect your image. They hold bits of your soul. Mirrors are strange things, right? You ever put or been in a room where two mirrors are across from each other and you get that infinity? Because the reflection just keeps bouncing back and bouncing back. And as deep as you can look into it, you see echoes of that reflection. And I've often wondered, I think even since the first time I noticed that I, I, I came into that situation, that I've seen that, if that's a gateway to infinity, like maybe you have to add some magnetism um, or some electricity or do something like just the reflection itself. But if you add some electricity to it, like it'll open up a, a gateway to infinity. Actually, I don't want to know. I'm not messing with it. There's some things I think need to be left alone. That's one of them. But it always makes me feel weird when I'm in the middle of that. Where you can see that infinity open up almost. You know? But some people believed um, that not only did mirrors hold bits of your soul, but when someone died, if there was a mirror in the room, their soul could get trapped inside the mirror. Just like the number three, the number seven is often associated with luck. Seven years is a long time to be unlucky. Some people have come up with countermeasures to free themselves after breaking a mirror. Things like touching a piece of the broken mirror to a tombstone or grinding the mirror shards into powder. And as I'm reading that, I'm wondering if I threw that, if I emptied that trash can. Because I'm thinking maybe I might want to do that just to be safe. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know no tombstones that I can go to. Is it anybody's tombstone? I don't know. The next one is knocking on wood. Knocking on wood. Unfortunately, that's glass that I just knocked on. I don't have any um, wood. I guess there's a pencil count. I got a pencil right here. Okay, so I knocked on some wood. I don't know if that's going to help anything. Uh, but that also came from Indo-European, Celtic, or possibly British. And knocking on wood was a good thing, right? And it really originated from a 19th century British game called Tiggy Touchwood, in which young players claimed immunity from being tagged by touching the nearest piece of wood. So... Speculatively speaking, or semi-historically speaking, that's where the term knock on wood came from. You better knock on wood, baby. There used to be a song I just thought about. Yeah, you better knock on wood if you want to get these draws. I think that's what she was saying. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the superstition throwing salt over your shoulder. Supposedly this comes from like the European Christian and ancient Roman, you know, situation. And it really has to do, believe it or not, with Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper. Remember the, the Last Supper, that painting that shows Jesus and the disciples, white Jesus, by the way. Everybody know Jesus was black. Anyway, um, but in that picture by Leonardo da Vinci, Judas is seen knocking over the salt. 
Hmm? And since Judas was associated with doing something bad, the argument goes that ipso facto, so was salt, and throwing it over your shoulder would blind the devil waiting there. So people toss a little salt over their shoulder. I used to eat with people, two people that I can think of in particular, that did it every time they ate. They literally pour some salt in their hand and toss it over their shoulder. Superstition can be strong for some people. Now, I often refer to my wife as a witch. She's a good witch. A white witch, as some say. She's not into black magic. She's a holistic, beautiful creature who I I love dearly. But voodoo, witchcraft, you know, um, sacrifices, all of these things, these beliefs, right? I don't know that we do human sacrifices anymore. Um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody practices that on earth anymore, you know, but voodoo, I know still exists. Um, cults still exist. Ouija boards still exist. Superstition is almost like a gateway into that kind of stuff, right? Because we go into stuff that we may not understand, that we don't necessarily know is true or not. But these things, these superstitions tend to linger and get passed on from generation to generation, right? I wonder about today, though, you know, if how many young people, if you're a young person, let's say, I don't know, under 21, and you listen to the Mike's Opinion podcast, first of all, congratulations, shout out for doing that. And education, um, educating and entertaining yourself. You're indulging in edutainment. Shouts out to you. But shoot me an email, mikesopinionshow at gmail.com. Let me know if you, if you've heard of super, you know, what superstitions you've heard of, if any, and do you believe they're real? I'd really be interested to know. Shoot me an email. The next one is very loose. Like, it was really just a saying, but it is actual another superstition. It comes from African and European folklore. And that's step on a crack, break break your mama's back. Step on a crack, break your mama's back. You ever heard that one? (laughs) I don't know of any mama's backs being broken by stepping on a crack. Um, There are some people that are ADD or obsessive compulsive that don't like stepping on cracks in the street. I've actually witnessed them. You know, I've played the game before, but stuff like that really hasn't gotten to me. You know, yeah. So any superstition involving something cracked or broken has been associated with bad luck. And stepping on a crack or even causing harm to a family member, you know, as with mirrors and cracks in the earth or sidewalk or almost anywhere. They have long been seen as portals to the realm of the supernatural for both good and ill, good and evil. Um, so to step on those cracks might be to invite or to invite or release unwelcome spirits into the world ready to do one harm. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. The next one is I've seen in a lot of um, country places. And that's the horseshoe. 
And it's been debated. Like I've seen the horseshoe turned up where it's, you know, it's like a, like a U. I've seen it turned upside down where it's, you know, pouring stuff down on you. Uh, the earliest origins of the horseshoe's function as a good luck charm reside in a, in a Volvo shape, which is seen upside down in the invocation of pagan moon goddess Diana and her sacred vulva. Diana had the sacred vulva. <laughs> There's a real famous story, though, I'll share with you about the horseshoe. So, this refers to the story by St. Dunstan, who was apparently, obviously, a saint. And he worked as a blacksmith prior to attaining sainthood. And the story goes that one day the devil rode into Dunstan's shop requesting new shoes for his horse. And Dunstan, recognizing the devil, played it off nonchalantly. And rather than nailing the shoes to the horse, nailed one of the devil's foot instead. He nailed a horseshoe directly to the devil's foot. And in agony, the devil agreed never to enter a house with a horseshoe nailed above the door if Dunstan would simply agree to remove the shoe. Hmm. You know, stories and folklore and traditions and all these things that are passed down. I often wonder of their accuracy and only because if you've ever played that game, and I can't remember the name, where you sit in a circle or a line and one person starts by whispering something into one person's ear and they pass it to the next person, they pass it to the next person. By the time it gets to the last person, typically it is not what the first person said. So traditions and these folklores, they get passed down. I wonder if they're passed down accurately or if just by happenstance, they get, you know, twisted or, you know, reinterpreted. That's interesting. But can you imagine if that story is true? If you believe in like the Bible, or certain parts of ancient history, God or the gods and the devil and all of these evil entities, they used to roam the planet. They used to interact with humans quite regularly. I, mm, I can't say, I don't, mm, I don't, I don't know. Does that still happen today? Definitely shoot me an email, mikesopinionshow at gmail.com if you are having interactions personally with God, angels, the devil, goblins, I mean, any supernatural you know, communication regularly, any interaction with anything paranormal. I want to talk to you. I want to hear your story. I want to hear what's going on. I definitely want to hear what's going on. So if you are one of those people, don't be afraid. And I won't, you know, share any information you don't want me to share. But I am wholeheartedly interested in knowing what's going on. The next one I had never heard of. As you know, I do research for all of these episodes. And when I was researching this episode, um, there's a couple that I didn't know. And this was one of them. And it's called Sweeping Feet. You ever heard about this one? It's basically a, a South American superstition. And for instance, in Brazil, 
you may want to steer clear of brooms, or at least be careful, because South Americans believe that if your feet are swept over by a broom, you will remain single for the rest of your life. However, there's good news. Don't fret. The curse can be broken if you immediately spit on the broom. <laughs> so, I hey, <laughs> I don't know. But the exact origins of the superstition are unknown. But legend has it that a woman who cannot keep house does not a good wife make. I'm not here to judge. But it is good when you come home to a clean house. You know, a woman that could cook. A woman that can clean and a woman that could, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep this a PG show, so I'm not going to go there. You know what I'm talking about. Good woman. I got one. I got one and I ain't going nowhere forever. Yeah. And I hope she don't either. The next one now, for all my gamblers out there, for all my money people out there, you ever had your palms itch? Supposedly this one comes from the Caribbean. Or Caribbean, depending on how you say it. Tomato, tomato. Caribbean queen. Caribbean, Caribbean. You say it how you want to. But your, your, your palms itch. You know, some people say scratch it towards you. Some people say that's money coming my way. My palms is itching. It could be you just need to wash your hands. Maybe. But how often do your palms itch? Like I just scratch mine thinking about it. My palms don't itch that often and I'm thinking about that now that's that's probably a bad thing you know money coming my way support the show please support the show <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking about that my my palms rarely itch and when they do this is just one of the superstitions that I grew up with passed on to me by my grandmother that um yeah but in researching I didn't know that it was this specific um the left hand holds passive energy and the right hand holds active energy. So it is believed that an itchy less, uh, an itchy left palm means you will owe money soon. Whereas an itchy right palm means money is coming your way. So watch out for them itchy palms. I don't know if you, if that left one, but you know, People are ambidextrous, and some people are left-handed. So is it reverse if you're left-handed? I don't know. I got questions. I don't know. Hmm? Have you ever made a wish on a shooting star? I'm wishing on the star. Oh, <clears throat> that came out all wrong. I'm not going to attempt it again. It's an excellent song by Rolls Royce called um, Wishing on a Star. Check it out. It's a classic. Excellent song. I might even edit that out. I don't know. Maybe I'll leave it in. But wishing on a star is, um, you know, the Greeks used to think that it was proof that the gods were spying on us. I think scientifically today we think that's probably not the case. I took my young son and I out recently, you know, a couple months ago. To watch, I think it was the Leonid meteor shower, and he actually saw one. He was so excited because we went out uh, to the meteor shower prior to that to the Leonids, and I can't remember the name of that one. But he didn't see any. My wife and I saw a couple, but he finally caught one. You know, because you got to be looking at the right place at the right time. Plus, we live 
in a place that's terribly light polluted. So it's really hard to see the sky. And I think that night it was a full moon as well. But we still caught a couple, which was, which was great. I don't think we made any wishes though. I gotta remember to tell them, make a wish when you see a shooting star. Barrett is one that I know everybody knows about. There's been movies made about it. Friday the 13th. I have, hmm, this could be interpreted as bad news for Earth and all Earthlings. So, in the future, less than seven years now, April 13th, the year 2029, an asteroid, an asteroid which has been named 99942 Apophis, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, will come 20,000 miles within Earth. It'll only be 20,000 miles away. Now that might seem like a lot, but it's a really big deal. It's very, very close, extremely close, um, in relation to space. It's not expected to hit us. But when I read stuff like this, I wonder, you know, NASA just hit an asteroid with a missile, with a device. So that happened. And I don't know, yo, if they was practicing or if we was, like, in danger for that. But more Friday the 13th, when I was reading this, you know, it says, if you're not scared of Friday the 13th, then you should be. Um, there's a word, and it's a phobia called Frigatriscadecophobics. And I'm not going to just say that again. You can you can look it up. Friday the 13th only dates back to the 1800s, so early 19th century and, and above. And Friday itself had long been considered an unlucky day. According to Christian tradition, Jesus died on a Friday. And 13 has a long history as an unlucky number. So there's that, you know. According to the Stress Management Center and, and Phobia Institute in North Carolina, about 17 million people fear Friday the 13th. And, you know, your mind can play tricks on you, right? I'd like to hear from you if you've ever had something happen to you on Friday the 13th or if you fear Friday the 13th. But it's a thing now. The news reports on it, you know, Friday the 13th is, is a thing. But flipping the script. Have you ever heard of beginner's luck? I have. I now look. Like I said, I don't try to like subscribe to these superstitions, but I have had beginner's luck. I'll give you a quick story. True story. Grew up, like I said, in New York City, Harlem and the Bronx primarily, but I ran around all the boroughs, not so much Staten Island. But my grandfather used to play the numbers. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's a dude. He gets the numbers from local horse races or regional horse races or statewide horse races. And they put out the number and you can win money from the number man. Okay. In Malcolm X's uh, book, the autobiography of Malcolm X, he talks about numbers because he used to be a number runner. It was a whole network. So 
I must have been maybe six or seven because I remember this day vividly. And my grandpa was going out to play the number and he asked me for a number. And I gave him the number. I'm not going to say it here, but I still remember what the number was. Later that day, he came into the house super excited because he hit. And I'll never forget that because he gave me a crispy $20 bill. And I was happy. But he apparently hit for a nice amount. That was what you call beginner's luck. I never played the numbers. And that was the first time of me indirectly playing the number. I've had beginner's luck with um other stuff. And I think that's tied to the saying like ignorance is bliss. Like what you don't know. I don't know. I didn't know the odds. Like once you know the odds of gambling and you know the odds are stacked against you, that that brings forth negative vibes, right? Negative energy. Because all you're thinking about is the negativity and the unlikeliness of you winning when you're betting or gambling. So maybe we can bring positive vibes into that. What do you think? Hmm? Now, there's another one called No Umbrellas Inside. And I, I'd be lying if I said I don't like believe in that. I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't. You know? And that's not because you might poke somebody's eye out. Opening an umbrella indoors is supposed to bring bad luck. You know, the origins of the belief are murky, but they still persist to this day. So, like, there are legends like from a story of an ancient Roman woman who happened to have opened her umbrella moments before her house collapsed. Um, there's a tale of a British prince who accepted two umbrellas from a visiting king and died within months. You know, not open, you know, open an umbrella. Umbrellas used to be like for fancy people and like for rich people. So open an umbrella, like having an umbrella was just like you was balling back in the day if you had an umbrella. <laughs> so that might have something to do with it as well. Now here's another one. And the first time I ever learned of this was in this old movie called The Omen. And it was the number 666. A lot of people believe in that because this is deeply rooted in the book of Revelations and the Bible, and Christianity, and is known as the mark of the beast. So of all the ones that I'm mentioning, this may have the um, the deepest root in some form of reality, if you believe in that kind of thing. The Bible and Christianity, you know. But they say that 666... Interpret as a mark of Satan and, and the sign of the end of days. So let's avoid that. How about we do that? <laughs> let's just not um, do anything with 666 in it. Now, here's one that's fun. My wife and I do this all the time. Whenever we mess up some, you know, some yard bird, as they used to call it. Um, some chicken. Or even a turkey. A lot of people do it at Thanksgiving. But it's the wishbone. It's really that breastbone of the bird. 
And a lot of people, you know, take it out when they're cleaning the bird or when the bird is finished being eaten. Save it. Dry it out so it becomes brittle. And then you grab the proper way to do it, in my belief, is you, you grab the bottom end and you both pull with as equal pressure as you can slowly. And then whoever, when it breaks, whoever has the biggest side gets their wish. Wouldn't it be great if it was that easy? Hmm? This was so deep, though, that Romans used to fight over dried wishbones because they believed they were good luck. Do you do that? Do you do that? I'd be curious to know if you do that. Hmm? If you do the wishbone wish. We still do it here in my house, so we don't do it that often because we're not, like, you know, we're not eating whole birds regularly, but it is what it is. Have you ever crossed your fingers? Now, people do this for many reasons. Some people do it for good luck. Some people cross their fingers and put their hand behind their back if they lying about something. Like, like the crossing the fingers thing is a, is a, is a superstition that a lot of people use. It's easy to do. Right? And like, big, like presidents used to do this. Like, this is a picture of Eisenhower crossing his fingers. For good luck. So that's kind of like a, a trip, right? Yeah. Hmm. Now, I do this all the time with this next one. And I don't know if you do. But when you find a penny. Hmm? By the way, the penny is the only coin that doesn't have any nickel in it. Nickel, the metal, doesn't have any in it. They say, find a penny, pick it up, and all day long, you'll have good luck. There's a caveat to that. Caveat to that, though. The caveat is, it's got to be on heads. Don't pick it up if it's on tails. It's got to be on heads to get the good luck. If it's on tails, I don't know. Leave it alone. Do you still use pennies? Do you still use cash? A lot of people don't use cash anymore. Like people, it's all cards. Cards or now our smartphones. You can pay with your smartphone. Right? There's so many ways to do that. Like Cash App, PayPal, Venmo. When you support the Mike Spanier podcast. Huh? Or pay with your card. When you kick off my GoFundMe. Huh? Can one person kick off my GoFundMe? I'd like, I'd like you to do that. Kick it off for me. Hmm? Five bucks. Ten bucks. Twenty bucks. Something like that. Be greatly, greatly appreciated for real. I just want to grow the show, y'all. Another one a lot of people have heard. And I think I'm going to end on this one. Is walking under a ladder. Huh? You ever heard that? You ever seen a ladder and walked under it by mistake and was like, ah, you dang it can't believe that this one comes from a christian belief in the holy trinity so a ladder is leaning up against a wall or building and it forms a triangle right and some people say breaking that triangle was blasphemous and that's where that one comes from so there are a few superstitions that you can 
chew the fat on. Very interesting things. Like I said, reach out. Let me know if you believe in anything, any of these things and any of these superstitions. And if you've had personal experiences, I'd love to know. Um, I told you mine. And like I said, uh, please, and I'm, I'm real serious about this. Vibes, positive vibes to Mike of the Mike's Opinion Podcast, please, because I broke a mirror. Just like I said, it's probably about three, four days ago now. So here's hoping. I'm crossing my fingers right now. You can't see me, I'm, but I am crossing my fingers right now. You know what I'm saying? So thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. And as always, I really hope you're okay out there. In fact, I hope you're better than okay. I hope life is treating you well. The holiday season is upon us. We're getting ready to turn our clocks back next month. And it's going to get colder. It's going to get darker early. It's going to be a lot of gatherings around large quantities of food. Halloween, the, the candy gold rush for kids is coming. Thanksgiving is coming. Christmas is coming. New Year's Eve and a brand new years, not too far away. So, I hope you're doing okay. And I hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening to this superstition episode. I'm Mike, and this is the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed.